There are things that we should not do as human beings. There are places that we should not go. Take this story as a warning to remember and give thanks for your simple mortal form, for the gift of your mortality, for the gift of your life. Seek not those things outside of mortal kin. Remember this story of the Ice Queen. There was a woman once who was so beautiful. Everyone said so. And she was vain in her heart. And her heart grew cold with all the lovers. Until one day she saw her grandmother. And looking in her grandmother's eyes, she saw the fate coming to meet her. And she knew that she must forestall it. She must fight it with every breath she had. And so, seeking to not lose this beauty, she stood herself by the fairy way, and she waited, till on a new moon, the fairy queen came a-passing. The young woman, she just looked up, and she said, Please. And the queen stopped. What is it, dear mortal? Please, your highness, I am, I am growing old, and my face will soon bear wrinkles. All I wish is to be forever beautiful. It is a small thing, your highness. Hmm. Yes, it is a small thing, said the fairy queen. And she reached up and took from her earring, her ear, she took a blue sapphire earring, and she passed it to the young woman. Well, the young woman took that earring and she put it on her ear. And so began the reign of the Ice Queen. For 500 years, there was a pass in the mountains that always knew snow. Yes, there were a few short summer days when you could go up there and bring back the bodies. But always... There was the sign of snow where spring and summer should have ruled in all their glory. They told stories of her, how she would sit in the pass with her long black hair and her ice comb, and she would comb her hair and lift up her glass and look into it, and her earring, oh, the blueness of it, it was like a star brought to earth. Her heart, they said, was long frozen. Everyone spoke of the danger, but sometimes fools would not listen. Merchants, in their eagerness to save 20 miles off the passage, would forget the stories of their grandparents or their great-grandparents, and they would try the pass over the mountain. And if they should meet her, they would not think that was the woman. This could not be the woman. She could not be that dangerous. And she would look at them, and she would say, Am I not the most beautiful one? And if they said, yes, yes you are. You are like the stars above brought to earth, though their voice would shake. Yes, she would let them live. But if they said anything else, 
If they said a true word, your eyes are like stone. Your face is like a statue's. You hold no beauty. She would take a deep breath and breathe out. And she would freeze every living being in that pass. Stone and ice cold. Once she did this, and she heard a cry. What is that noise, she thought. I haven't heard a noise like that in in 500 years. She went and lifted up the blankets, and there in the wagon was a little baby. It was still alive. And when she saw that baby, she remembered what she had given up, the gift of motherhood, her own child. She remembered what really mattered. And so she picked up that baby, and her heart melted just a little, just a little bit. And she carried that baby back, back to her cave bear. And that bear raised the baby for her because she was too cold to take care of a baby, and she knew that. And so it was that Snow came into the world. Snow was a good girl because there was no other choice. Her skin was white, as was her hair from that night. She would walk the mountain pass with her mother, and her eyes would warn the travelers. But still, there was many things and much food for them to eat, and many different cloaks and capes and and gifts and jewelry. For every time a man or woman would die from the Ice Queen's wrath, she would just take all their stuff, as her royal do. Until Snow began to come of age, she began to round out a little, as they say. And the Ice Queen began to think, as the responsibility as a parent, that she would provide a young man. And how else would she provide it but the way she provided everything else for her daughter? She would just kill off everyone else, except him. So doing that, she brought home a properly submissive, handsome, and kind black-haired stranger. The young man was kind to Snow and sweet, and quite by chance and by fate's desire, who knows why, Cupid's arrow, the two actually fell in love. And it was a true love, a love that only happens once in a hundred years, They loved each other like the sun and the moon. It was good. It was good until he forgot himself. She was sitting there, the ice queen, looking in her glass, and he came by and she said, Am I not the most beautiful one you've ever seen? And unlike the other 35 times he answered properly, this time he said, Oh, but snow is so much more beautiful than you. We all make mistakes. She let him live for the night. That night, when the lovers were asleep, the ice queen crept into their room and she shook awake snow. 
She said, my daughter, I have changed my mind. You will have to live a spinster. Good night. And then the ice queen went to sleep. After 500 years, your imagination dolls. It did not occur to her that Snow might have her own opinion on the matter. <laughs> so when she was asleep, Snow woke her lover, crept into her mother's room, took the ice comb, took the glass, the looking glass, and very so carefully slipped the earring from its mooring on her ear. Snow had learned a few things from watching her mother. She knew the ways of witches. And so she was out of there so quick, she hopped on that cave bear with her lover, and they were going down the mountain as fast as they could go. But they weren't long gone when the ice queen awoke, and she knew what was wrong, and she was absolutely furious. How dare she? And any warmth in her heart was gone. She was after them with all her powers, all her fury, all her vileness. She ran down that mountain faster than a cave bear could travel. Snow heard her coming, a rumble, an avalanche, and she turned on the bear and she cried, Mother, no, please, no, let us go, let us go. And she took, she took the ice comb and she broke it and threw it down. And when she did, the trees there that were on the mountain, the trees, they cracked and splintered. And ice and water came out of the air, forming a wall of, a wall of thorns and broken trees, four miles wide and half a mile deep. And then snow kept going down the mountain. Well, the ice queen saw this coming up. She was running down. She was building an avalanche of snow behind her as she went. And the ice queen ran down and she saw this wall of toothpicks to her, she thought. Toothpicks. Toothpicks they will be. And she breathed in and breathed out. And she made it even colder still until everything there shattered and became nothing but flakes of ice crystals. And she ran through this, this slurry down the mountain, faster still. Well, snow was going down, and she took the glass in her hand, and she was scared. Her lover was holding her tight, but she turned on the bear, and she said, Mother, please, no. Please turn around. Please. And her mother just screamed out, I will have my revenge. Very well, said snow. And she took the glass, she threw it down. And there appeared a deep and wide lake. It's still there today on that pass. It's still there today. Well, the ice queen paused this time. She feared the water, moving water. She would not be stopped. She took a deep breath. She breathed out across the ice, and the lake was frozen, not just on the surface. The lake was frozen all the way down. And then she crossed over. Snow saw that she was not going to make it. She was not going to make it off the mountain, off the pass, past the snow line. She knew it was too late. 
and she turned and getting off the bear with her lover, she held up the earring. Blue like a star, it shined in her hand. And she began to cry, tears coming down her cheeks. Mother, no, please, mother, let us go. Mother, forgive us. But the ice queen was having none of it. Her rage was complete. The avalanche was coming. The storm was coming. The clouds were coming. And so, snow held the blue star beneath her chin. And the tears streamed down and mixed with the fairy magic. And that diamond, that diamond melted. The ice queen never knew what hit her. On that mountaintop, spring and summer had been held in check for 500 years. 500 springs, 500 summers, deep in the ground, waiting to happen, and they happened all at once. An explosion of life and sound, an explosion of green rolling out up the mountain towards her. The ice queen had time just to turn and scream, no! And the grass itself grabbed her ankles. The trees grew up around her. The vines gripped her. She felt herself changing in form. She felt herself becoming a flower. She cried out, If this is my punishment, let you all know that any babe, any babe who drinks of me will die. And she was gone. Snow lived a happy life after that. But to this day, if you have a cow, if you have a cow, if you let the cow to feed, if you let the cow to wander, and if the cow should drink or eat of the snake root, the white snake root plant, if the cow should drink or eat of the white snake root plant, then the milk of that cow will kill any babe who drinks it. This fairy tale podcast is sponsored, produced, and completely endorsed by me, Brother Wolf. All the stories herein are either inspired by older stories or completely original. All stories produced in this podcast series are available for sale at my websites, fairytaleforever.com, ericwolf.org, and storytellingwithchildren.com. If you are interested in supporting the production, the bread, and the otherwise success of these stories, I would ask you to please write a iTunes review through the iTunes system by going to the podcast page and clicking Write a Review. In addition, I would invite you to share these stories with your friends and spread them around. Thank you so much for your interest in storytelling.